title is Bearing Witness to Jesus. Bearing Witness to Jesus. God has given us a helper to bear witness, and he's the Holy Spirit. It doesn't all depend on you to spread the gospel, and it doesn't all depend on him. He expects from us, and he gives us the Holy Spirit. One of the things I was thinking about the other day was on our YouTube channel, approximately half the viewing is from, it says, recommendations. So the YouTube clips are being recommended by people, I take it. And they recommend them to their friends and so on. Like 79,000 or something viewing was recommendations. And it just made me think, uh, Jem, our budget in marketing per annum is zero. Is zero. And it just made me think how the Holy Spirit is moving. The Holy Spirit is moving and causing these videos to be recommended, being sent all over the world, you know? And uh, we were just looking recently, uh, I was being told on TikTok that we got a, a lot of Chinese people who are coming and, and, and watching. My, my point is that if you want to, you know, be doing street ministry or whatever, it's far more effective to do it with the person of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will bear witness to the gospel. You do your part, you bear witness, and partner with the Holy Spirit, and he will bear witness. Amen? And uh, so I, I'm just amazed at the incredible things the Lord does, whether it's healing of autism or cancer or blindness. Or Last night we had quite a few people healed of deafness. Um, because the Holy Spirit comes to bear witness to the gospel. He's demonstrating in power the truth of what you're sharing. Makes it so much easier. Amen? So let's go deeper. Let's go deeper. You, you need a relationship, a partnership with the Holy Spirit. And if you, I mean, you can do your gospel thing on your own. You can do it without God's help, Is that if that's the way you're going to do it. But how much more effective is it to do it in partnership with the Holy Spirit? If you're going to do it in partnership with the Holy Spirit, then you have to know the things that grieve the Holy Spirit. And you have to yield your life to Jesus Christ. Yield your life to him. I mean, we all hear about cases of, you know, of... Uh, <coughs> People in ministry, whether they're worship ministers or pastors or whatever, and, and their private life is a mess, you know. Or people who go to church and they, they do one thing at church and then their private life is something else. You can do Christianity that way, but you can't partner with the Holy Spirit that way. You can, you can put on the Christian face, you can do the Christian club thing, 
But you can't partner with the Holy Spirit that way. You can't live a life of grieving the Holy Spirit. <coughs> so choose this day whom you will serve. But it's a, you know, when I was a teenager, I really wanted to share the gospel with people. But I felt so bad because I didn't have the courage to do it. But one day, I was in an auditorium, a university auditorium, with a guy by the name of Brother Worley, who some people may have heard of. He's, I think he's passed on now and uh, been to glory. And he was sharing about the revival in the Philippines. He said, if you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, stand up. And uh, I knew that if I was to be able to share the gospel, I would need the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I would need the power of God. So I stood up. I didn't feel anything, but I received it by faith. And then after that, uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit began to flow. And, I, and then years later, I actually experienced the power of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and then I found that there was power to give witness. You need the Holy Spirit to bear witness to Jesus Christ. Amen? So as you're partnering with the Holy Spirit, you need to be Christ-focused. Let your heart your mind, your thinking, be focused on Jesus. It's not like, well, I'm going to go do ministry. I'm going to go and do this, that, and the other. No, let's abide in him. Because when you abide in him, then there'll be fruitfulness. So it's about a Christ relationship. It's Jesus Christ abiding in you and you abiding in him and his word living in you. Did you hear that word? Living in you. Some people can quote lots of scriptures, but the word is not alive. Jesus said, my words are spirit and life. Spirit is alive. Some people, the word is dead. It's, it's just in their head. And they use it to condemn people, be legalistic, be religious. But my words are spirit and life. The Holy Spirit does nothing apart from the word of God. The Word of God and the Spirit of God work like one. Amen. If you want to partner with the Holy Spirit, you need to need this book. You need to eat it. Like the prophet said, I ate your words and it became the joy and rejoicing of my heart. You need to eat it. It's the bread of life. And the Word will become power within you strength within you, you know? Because you, you get... 
you go out on the streets and so on and you're, you're interacting with all types of people, as you can imagine, wherever you are, your ministry, and uh, you need strength on the inside. And a daily meditation in the Word will strengthen your life, you know. May I say, I believe that your spiritual life, those in ministry, your spiritual life should not be dependent on other people. You need to have a relationship with the Word of God. You need to have a relationship with the Word. Sometimes people ask me, who's ministering to you, Mark? This is ministering to me. He is ministering to me. It's a fountain of living water. It's a fountain of life. Meditate on the Word and it will minister to you and strengthen you. So let Jesus Christ be the focus of your heart. In fact, enter into a loving relationship with him. He loves people who love him. He loves people who love the things that he loves. Those who love righteousness, the Bible says, he loves. Love the things that he loves and love him. It's about abiding. Make him the center. Make Jesus your first love. Make that relationship your first love. We were in a meeting, I don't know where, Perth, I think. Maybe Perth, Australia. And for those who don't know where Perth is, that's on the western side of Australia. And that's where Steve works. So bless you, Steve. I didn't know he was coming. So he's coming to help us from Australia. The Holy Spirit located a lady, an older lady. And it's interesting what the Lord said. Because what I do is I say, well, the Lord's saying this. Is this true or not? And she was saying, yes, it's true. So Lord said, you're a grandmother, but you make your relationship with me, your love for me is more important than the rest of your family. And when they want you and you're with me, you ignore them. She said, yeah, that's true. Wow. She put Jesus Christ, her love for him, above every other relationship and the Lord picked her out in the whole crowd and honoured her because we're to love him with all our heart, soul, mind, strength Amen and our neighbour as ourself and to partner with the Holy Spirit is to have an absolute obedience to Jesus Christ it's to be totally surrendered to him. When he says, do this, you do it. When, you, when he says, do that, I'm not talking about uh, stupid thoughts that are controlling your brain. I'm talking about a genuine direction of the Holy Spirit. And, and you just surrender to him. You're, you are like a boat without a rudder and without an engine, and you've just got the sail up. And you've got no control. And the Holy Spirit is just blowing in your sail. Amen. Amen. He's moving you along. 
John 15, 4, abide in me, in Jesus, and I in you. As the branch cannot, everyone say cannot, bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Wow. So, so many people try so hard in the ministry. Just stop and abide in him. And then see what he will do. So it was around 2016, I think it was, and I'd been through um, terminal cancer, except it wasn't terminal. <laughs> I'm here. But I'd been through stage four. That's why I have my scars, and uh, I have a large cyst in the gut, and people think I'm overweight, and, but it's dead, and it's about that big from cancer. And um, so... And I'd been through a divorce, which I didn't want, and, uh, but the Lord told me it was going to happen three years before it did. And so it was about 2018, 17, somewhere around there. I'd been through my uh, cancer treatment, immunotherapy. Um, and one day the Lord says to me, because by this stage I'm like completely wiped out. You know what I mean? Like, and the Lord says to me one day, Mark, you're feeling better now. I said, yes, Lord. He said to me, would it be all right if I expanded the ministry? I said, Lord, whatever you want to do. And so from there, he began to expand things. He touched a YouTube clip of a little girl who wanted to see Jesus, fell out, saw Jesus. I think she's about six years old. And that video has got about five or 600,000 views or something. And he, he just touched that and just... It had nothing to do with me. I was a wipeout. Without me, you can do nothing. But if you abide in him, he'll bring the fruit. So stop trying. People try so hard. Like with money. Some ministries, they try so hard. They'll charge to get you, for you to come in. They'll, they'll put a whole lot of pressure on you and all this. Just stop it. You know, if you're doing God's work, he'll provide for it. Just trust him. Amen. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Think of it. He is the sap, the life. Just connect to, to the life and you will grow and be fruitful. It's natural. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's natural. It's just natural. Verse 8, John 15. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. He wants you to bear fruit. And it's not always the way you think that fruit's going to look like. Because you're comparing yourself to other people and the fruitfulness or apparent fruitfulness in their life. Just be yourself in Christ. Just be yourself in Christ. Just do what he wants you to do and be fruitful in that. Hallelujah. To abide in Christ, what does it look like? It is to abide in love.
Wow. It's to abide in love. If you're full of wrath, anger, you know, you're mistreating people, that's not love. That's not abiding in Christ. God is love. And those who know God walk in love. To abide in Christ is to have a loving relationship with him. We had a lady, um, forget, forget her name, but she, she came and spoke to our team. Uh, she'd been to numerous revivals. She's an older lady. Melissa Nordell, she came and shared with us. And what impacted me about revival, in all the revivals that she'd witnessed, was love. It was a manifestation of the love of God. You know, unless we have love, where is the fruit? That is to say, what are we achieving in people's lives? We want to see people healed. We want to see people delivered. We want, we want, we want, we want. But do we love them? Do we care about them? Or are they just a YouTube clip? You know what I mean? Are they just an opportunity for viewing or whatever? Or, you know, do we actually, are they a statistic? Love. To abide in his love is to love one another. They will know, you will know them by their fruit. Fruit of love. And Jesus had compassion on them and taught them. And Jesus had compassion on them and healed all their sick. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To abide in his love is to love one another. So, if you're abiding in him, are you loving the people closest to you? If you're abiding in him, are you loving the people closest to you? And sometimes he gives you difficult people. That's another story, amen? Praise God. So John 15, so talk, talking about abiding in Christ, verse 26. I think it's amazing, this verse. It's talking about our relationship with Christ, fruitfulness. We can do nothing without him. And then suddenly in verse 26, talks about the Holy Spirit. But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father... He will testify of me, and you also will bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning, abiding. You've been abiding with me. You've been with me. Now I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit, and this person will bear witness, will testify of me, and you also will bear witness. So you have your part to play, and the Holy Spirit has his part to play. Your part to play is to be yielded to the Holy Spirit, is to obey the genuine leading of the Holy Spirit, to walk in righteousness, and as best you can, to believe in the Word of God, to believe and to obey. That's your part in bearing witness, in sharing the gospel. And his part is to come in power and to testify to the gospel. You with me? Amen. 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 
So trying to bear witness and do the work will probably lead to things like condemnation, self-rejection, I'm not good enough, all this type of stuff, because you're doing it in your strength. So you just stop and ask the Holy Spirit to take control, to come and do the work. Amen? And it's easy to focus on big things and miss them because God uses foolish small things to achieve great fruitfulness. Because you want something big to happen and he says for you to do a little thing and you miss out. You understand what I'm saying? So like, if, like in a meeting, if the Lord says to me, like someone with a sore tooth. So I was in Indonesia in a town that the authorities had counted the Christians, 130 Christians in the town, and we met together. And uh, it was a difficult situation because of religion and so on. And we met together and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Someone with a sore tooth. You know, and, and your mind's like, I want fruitfulness. I want something great to come of this meeting. And the Holy Spirit says to me, there's a man with a sore tooth. So, so what are you going to do? Are you going to go your direction? Your fleshly mind says, well, that's not good enough. And I want some big crazy miracle to happen. Or are you going to just go with what God... Because, I mean, whose gospel is this in the first place? So the man stood up. He said, I've got a sore tooth. And he came up the front. And the Lord said to him, you are a Jonah. You're running from my call. And he turned around and he said, who told this man about me? And he had been to Bible college. God had called him as a preacher of the gospel in Indonesia. And he was running. And he was identified by a sore tooth. He knelt down. The pastors anointed him with oil. And he was consecrated gave his heart once more to the work of the Lord. So give up on your big notions and just follow the lead of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. So we read in Acts 5, 30, 32, and Peter says, and we are his witnesses. Everyone say his witnesses. So you have a part to play. We are his witnesses to these things. He's talking about the gospel, what they'd seen, the resurrection. And so also is who? The Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. Amen? Amen. So one simple way of you can train yourself of bearing witness to Jesus is every good thing that happens in your life Give him the glory. Give him the glory. So when you're with people and they're not believers, they don't believe that Jesus is the source, when they ask you about the good things that have happened to you, then give him the glory and you'll be testifying of Jesus. Just, just be grateful to Jesus. 
and avoid compromising yourself to their unbelief and failing to glorify Jesus Christ for the blessings that he's given you. If he heals you when you're with people, just say, Jesus healed me. You know, if he gives you a new house, say, Jesus gave me a new house. If he gives you another car, say, Jesus gave me another car. You know, you're walking with Jesus. He's, he is our source of all blessing. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. So just give him the glory all the time. You know, praise the Lord.